Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. As usual, every Friday, I have this opportunity to visit with Jeff Duncan. And it's such a dynamic offseason for the Saints. We're lucky to have access to him. So uh, if you missed that conversation, you can go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page or to the Super Talk Mississippi YouTube page or to your favorite podcast and uh, listen to my weekly conversations with Jeff Duncan. So so insightful. Uh, hey, now I want to shift gears and move over to my friend, the CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council, Ashley Edwards, and say good morning. How you doing, friend? my friend? Hey, Ricky. I'm doing great. Good morning to you. Hey, so we had the opportunity recently to visit. We talked a lot about Ukraine and the situation in Ukraine. I had the opportunity to chat a little bit about the, the as it relates to citizen journalists and how technology is really changing the game for how the world is perceiving what's happening in in Ukraine with my friend Alberto Ivargan from the Knight Foundation. And uh, that was yesterday. But listen, one of the things I shared with, with uh, Alberto was a quote from Walter Anderson. It's a beautiful quote. It's a perfect quote for... The work that I'm trying to do with Coastview, that you and your board is trying to do, uh, are trying to do with uh, the Gulf Coast Business Council. Um, but what I what I said to Alberto was that one of the things that I think is one of our biggest challenges in coastal Mississippi, so much opportunity, we're so lucky to have so many incredible leaders here. But one of our biggest challenges over time is and will continue to be complacency. It's it's just so easy to sort of be satisfied. And there's a lot of reasons we shouldn't be satisfied. And I want to come back to that in a second. But the, what, co- what Coast artist Walter Anderson once said is this, just remember, discontent is one of the penalties of greatness. And his point essentially was that this notion of being satisfied with the current situation, if you want to be great, if you want to be a great set of communities we call coastal Mississippi, we can never be content. In fact, we should always be discontent, looking for where are the opportunities to get better. That doesn't mean we can't celebrate, that we can't be proud. It doesn't mean that we're complaining. It simply means that we're not losing touch with where our challenges are, so we're always focused on overcoming those challenges. I mean, we are a great set of communities making incredible progress, aren't we? But at the same time, we have tremendous challenges ahead as well. I mean, that's pretty accurate. You can do both. It's a, sort of a double-edged sword. No question about that. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, we do have challenges here on the coast, and you, know, we've, you and I have talked about those many times before, um, and, and many of them are obvious. But, you know, if you're not evolving, you're dying. And um, there, there's sort of no such thing when, you come, when it comes to regional economies, uh, when it comes to the, you know, the constant forward march of economic momentum, of technological growth, of you know, societal change, you name it. Um, you know, there's no such thing as sitting still, right? And the difficulty that I think we often have on the coast is we, we often are trying to perfect a playbook that was written for a different era. Um, you know, and, and that's not always easy to talk about because people take that personally. It's not a criticism of leadership as much as it is um, maybe challenging ourselves to to recognize that we live in this constantly changing environment, this constantly changing world. Um, you know, now look, we, we spent two years really trying to understand how the pandemic was going to affect us. And by the time that we got the answers to those questions, uh, we were now dealing with 
what, what does the post-pandemic world look like? What are the challenges that are going to exist in the post-pandemic world? And how does the coast prepare itself for that? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, there's the only, the only constant is a constant state of change. Right. And, and so we, uh, we do find ourselves with lots of challenges, but an equal number of opportunities if we find that we're up to meet those challenges. So I think that, you know the way I would describe it is, and th- again, it's not a, it's not a criticism because we've had incredible leadership. The complacency may set in as a result of the work that we had to do to overcome the most recent disaster. You know, sure. if you think about it, I mean, you think about what we've been through, whether it be uh, Katrina or other storms or Bonacary spillway and the algae bloom and. The, the oil spill, then the pandemic, uh, that we've been in this constant state of recovering from something. And then when you, when you perceive that we've made some good recovery, it's, I think it's a normal human reaction to want to take a deep breath and say, okay, you know, we, we're doing pretty good. I mean, a lot of good news is starting to happen around the coast. You're seeing development that's happening. You're seeing a lot of energy, young entrepreneurs that are betting the ranch on, on businesses. And I mean, a lot of good stuff is happening. But it, in order to really achieve a place where we reach our full potential, then we have to take a step back and we have to be very honest about the current situation. You can't go to where you want to go if you don't really know where you are now. And I think you get tired. I get, you get tired and you say, we've, we've recovered from the most recent disaster. <sighs> Man, let's take a deep breath. And it's sometimes hard to say, okay, now, now we got to recalibrate. What's the current situation? So we can see where there may be some difficult scars still for us, things we need to overcome. And how do we set the goals that are, that are asked Inspirational, and how do we build in sort of this atmosphere of discontent over the status quo so that we can be better? That's a good explanation, don't you think, for why there is complacency at times for us? No, no question about it. You're absolutely right. I, you know, I remember very well a few years ago, well, I'll say a few years ago, it's maybe been a decade ago now, but there was an article uh, locally that was talking about the increase year over year in sales taxes in Gulfport, and it was being hailed as a uh, you know, hey, look how great we're doing. We saw an 8% increase in sales tax collections year over year. Um, I was curious enough to just say, okay, that looks great. Well, how did everybody else in Mississippi do? And when I started looking at the numbers and I realized that Olive Branch was up 37% and Flowood was up 40% and Oxford was up 56% year over year, that 8% started to look very small in comparison. And it's easy to get complacent when you just are tracking your progress versus yourself year over year. Because as long as you're seeing growth, even if it's minimal growth, you say, hey, we're continuing to move on the right trajectory. And it's certainly better than the alternative. It's it's better than uh, seeing our, our, our economy moving in the wrong direction. But, you know, the, the most important question is always, how do we compare ourselves and benchmark ourselves against those who are doing it very successfully? And that's something I have really focused in on over the years at Gulf Coast Business Council is let's look at the other markets in southeastern United States, uh, including coastal markets that are similar to ours. What are they doing right? What's working? And how is that playing out uh, in their local data? You know, that's, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan always said, trust but verify. Uh, you know, I look at it from the standpoint of, you know, the da- data will tell us everything we need to know. Now, 
that being said, Ricky, you can imagine the difficulty as I'm speaking to a you know a local civic group or a group of elected officials talking about how we ought to be doing better economically at a time when the headlines are talking about how the state is flush with with cash and revenue, and uh, and you know we're looking at tax cuts because we have so much we're beating our revenue projections. Um, that's a difficult conversation to have because there's a bit of that sort of cognitive dissonance that occurs that says, wait a second, how are we doing so well yet? Uh, you know, here you're telling us that we could be doing better. But I think your point is is well made, and that is we always have the ability to improve. And when you look at the regions out there that are being really successful and you look at what they're doing, uh, it, to me it just shows how much incredible opportunity we really do have here on the coast. So if you look at a community, which when I was in Alabama, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in Huntsville. Yes. And, you know, I've said this before on the show, but when Huntsville – does uh, it's a, they involve like a hundred business leaders in in the visit to Washington D.C. They are incredibly aligned, and they have not had to deal with certainly the pandemic, but for the most part, they haven't had to deal with any of the disasters we've had to deal with. So as a result, they've been able to stay very focused on where the opportunity is going to be, and they work hard to keep their organization, their their community lined around that, and what they've what they've accomplished there uh, on that base, and their work with NASA, and the you know all the aerospace stuff that they're doing, and the list goes on. It's just very impressive. I mean, come back to the quote from. From uh, from Walter Anderson, just remember discontent is one of the penalties of greatness. If we want to be great, we had to we had to be honest about where we are. And there are a few metrics that continue to stick out that tell us we ought to pay closer attention to these as as potential measurements of success in the future. Give, give an example of some of those, Ashley. Well, one of the ones that I think sticks out the most when you look at the economic data is median household income. You know. There, were, You can go back and, and there are some of these online that you can find. But if you look in the late 1990s, uh, and you remember this very well, Ricky, you were the publisher of the Sun-Herald and you saw this happening in real time. Late 1990s, we were in national publications because we were one of the regions that was expected to be the next big place for growth. Uh, we were growing at a pace uh, in the late 90s, the early 2000s, that, uh, that really put a lot of our competitors to shame. And... Uh, to your point, you know, not our own fault that we had to deal with Hurricane Katrina in 2005, uh, an oil spill hitting at the same time that we were in the height of the Great Recession, uh, the, the, the Bonnie Carey spillway, the algae blooms, the Mississippi River floods. I mean, you name it. Uh, we continue to have to deal with all these issues. But, uh, you know, back in those days, median household income was near near the national average. Today, we're running some $23,000, $24,000 behind the national average. We've continued to lose ground. And I think that's a, a just a major indicator to tell us how we're doing. And we'll come back to this in a minute. That's why this focus that you and I have had on multiple conversations on the new economy and who's yes. part of that new economy and this notion of building great places that people want to live in is kind of part of the, the success uh, factor going forward. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ashley Edwards, the CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council. See you after this.
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a conversation with Ashley Edwards, the president and CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council. And we're reflecting a little bit on one of the biggest challenges a community like ours has is complacency. And that's why private sector leadership is so important. We've got to constantly work hard to, re- to, to, to raise the bar. And that's one of the reasons why the Business Council, which is a regional business organization, is always focused on you know, the future, strategic planning, taking an honest look at the data. What does the data tell us? that should give us sort of a wake-up call, that should make us not complacent, that should give us a good, healthy dose, as Walter Anderson suggested, of discontent. And discontent is really important if you want to be great because you have to be honest about where you are now. When we went to break, Ashley mentioned that one of the one of the data points that the Business Council has paid attention to is the fact that if you look at median household income, it's not what it needs to be. Bottom line, it's not where it needs to be. Not where it needs to be relative to ourselves, not where it needs to be relative to other communities. That's not. It's just not where it needs to be. And we, the way to focus on that is we have to bring in you know, better, more higher paying jobs, and there's certainly the opportunity to do that. What are some other data points uh, that you look at, Ashley, where we're not measuring up? Well, you know, there, there are things like location quotients that, that I'm very interested in. You know, that gets into some pretty deep sort of economics. But, um, you know, on, on, a most, on the basic level, what we're really talking about is what is our, what is our labor mix look like here on the coast? Um, and how does it change over time? And that's what's really important because, you know, there's, there's such great federal reporting in terms of, you know, things like the North American Industry Classification Code System that allows us to look at how, um, you know, our businesses and our labor mix, our workforce compares to to other states, to other regions, and to the nation as a whole. And so, you know, there are certain certainly places that we have competitive advantages. When you look at, you know, across the board with the blue economy, you know, we see location quotients that show that we have a much higher relative concentration of those types of jobs. And many of those tends to be higher paying jobs. You look at Jackson County, for example, as an individual county, Jackson County has tremendous uh, numbers compared to most other counties really across uh, the, the three state region that includes Alabama and Louisiana uh, because of how the high paying industries that they have there. So it's really duplicating that across the board. And, you know, things continue to get harder as time goes on because, you know, we hit peak employment in the Mississippi Gulf Coast in 2002. Um, that's a surprise to a lot of people that, that peak employment was back in 2002. And as time goes on with things like automation and just uh, manufacturing getting leaner and leaner than it is, um, you know, we're going to continue to see that employment numbers are not going to be as high as they were. And so the offset to that is ensuring that we're finding ways to ensure that all of those that are employed um, are getting better wages, better salary, and that we're bringing in and attracting more jobs. Um, and the way that we do that is, is you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a variety of ways. But one of the most important things is, uh, you know, we see 40 some odd million Americans who are now working remotely, which means that they can work, uh, you know, remotely through the Internet connection and live anywhere they want to live. Our ability to go and find those people, bring them to a place that has an incredibly high quality of life, a relatively low cost of living compared comparatively. Um, that's a great opportunity for our area. And, and uh, you know, I think as time goes on, 
entrepreneurship is going to continue to be a big thing. We're, we're going to see the next generation of millionaires in Mississippi uh, coming out of coding academies. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the changes that continue to occur as, as time goes on. And so really kind of this, it's almost economic gardening. It's making sure that we're growing economic opportunity in a variety of different ways in a diverse set of circumstances, um, you know, so that we have, so that people really have opportunity, not only to the, the people that live here can do very well, but we have opportunity to attract more people to come in and live here on the coast and, and pay taxes and spend their money locally. You know, it is, it is, it is important to recognize that the one, one of the ways that we can succeed, and this is something that I, I'm sure that regular listeners get tired of me hearing it, but by the time you got tired of me hearing it, some people are just hearing it for the first time. And that is that one of the best ways for us to sort of dig ourselves out of these challenges that we, do, we still face is by focusing on building the kind of communities that young people want to live in. And that's why when I talk about mixed use, it's really important because the old days of people living out in the boonies and then driving into work, and those days are over. Young people want to live, work, and play in a similar area. So if you think about major mixed-use projects being talked about for downtown Gulfport or the incredible amount of activities happening now in downtown Biloxi, and then you look at Ocean Springs, what's happening there, and the emergence of boutique hotels and other other types of, uh, of uh, mixed-use housing. You look at downtown Pascagoula, and you already look at the way Bay St. Louis has come back from from the storm. The, the list goes on and on. But we're making a lot of progress. And I think if we continue to think about that and have the kind of entrepreneurs that are willing to invest millions of dollars in revitalizing our downtowns, it's going to make a big difference. Last words, Ashley? Well, I'll just say very quickly, Ricky, you know, we have been building really nice roads to get people out of our downtowns for the last 40 years. And we've been very successful at that. It's time to start figuring out a way to get people back into them. Boy, isn't that true? That is so true. I enjoy our time together, Ashley, and we will uh, come back together again. The next conversation you and I are going to have is about the latest on the Coast Restoration Fund, the BP money, and how we're doing with that. We'll see you after. The, we'll see you. Have a great day, buddy. Appreciate you, Ricky. Thank you. You bet. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.